0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane
1: Coleman in association with Air
0: on News Talk. Ireland educates healthcare professionals for export and has done so for decades. That's the view of Dr. Suzanne Crow, intensive care specialist at Crumlin Children's Hospital and president of the Medical Council, uh, who joins us now. Uh, Suzanne, it's a kind of a depressing perception of um, the Irish uh, healthcare system.
1: Good morning, and uh, it's fantastic that you think that this is important for your listeners to hear. I mean, for years we've been uh, doing this, but generally health professionals came back to Ireland and eventually settled down and reared their families here, which is fantastic. But what has changed over the last 10 years, really, is that doctors are choosing the better work-life balance and paying conditions that's available in in other countries. So they're going away. Later in their training, often having done one or two degrees and years of of training in Ireland Ireland with Irish patients and then going abroad and, and settling elsewhere in the longer term. Um, and, 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 and where is difficult. where
0: is this Nirvana of better work life balance, better better pay? I I just had a quick check, and I'm by no means you'll know way more than uh, about this than I do. I just had a quick check. Like Ireland does relatively well in in pay for for doctors and nurses. We're not top of the table, but we're we're reasonably high up the table in in, in pay.
1: Oh, absolutely. No, it's it's and, and that's the the difference or the distinction to be made is. It's it's much more about being paid on time, being paid at the correct scale and being paid for all the hours that you work, not having to work 60, 70, 80 hours every week, being able to finish your shift at the end of your shift and going home and spending time with your families. And for your services not to be so overrun with numbers of patients and trying to access other supports that you feel like you're not doing your job properly and that you're doing a disservice to your patients. All of those factors are really demoralizing.
0: Okay, uh, who, who are working 70 hour weeks, just out of curiosity?
1: Our doctors, are, they're, they're graduate doctors. They have degrees in medicine, but they're doing postgraduate training. So they're often called NCHDs, they're junior doctors. Um, but many of them have families of their own and their own financial commitments, and they're working consistently in, way in excess of the European Working Time Directive. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, like I, I, I have spoken to people about this who who have said, you know what? Yeah, it's grueling, it's awful, but they're happy to do it because they know that down the line there is. Uh, a very lucrative and very rewarding career ahead of them after they put in those hours. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying that's the argument that they Mm, make.
1: No, and and that is the perception is that doctors will be okay in the longer term. I mean, even the day before yesterday, I was contacted by a doctor who had to get uh, a loan from her parents who are retired to pay her childcare fees uh, this month. And she has eight years of training uh, experience in Ireland. She's got two degrees and uh, she had to get her parents to pay her childcare this month because she's moved to hospital. And uh, she actually can't meet, make ends meet in terms of um, meeting her financial commitments because the last hospital she's just moved from has underpaid her. And the new hospital that she's moved to has put her on emergency tax. So it's no surprise that when she goes to another country and she sees that to be treated in a very different fashion that she would make a decision to actually settle there in the longer term. Uh, see. So why, so, why,
0: why did our hospital underpay? I'm just kind of curious.
1: This, this is going back years and years. Doctors have to submit paper forms every month to justify the extra hours that they've worked and then they have to seek compensation for each of those hours. And many hospitals, because there isn't a centralised payroll system across uh, our health service, Many hospitals struggle, from their own HR perspective, to meet this demand, yeah. uh, and so there are many, many mistakes. And a genuine mistake is fine; nobody would argue with that. But this is happening for years and years, uh, and doctors are tired of it.
0: Okay, um, like there'll be people listening to this saying, yeah, you know, doctors—they're extremely well paid. Uh, the state invests a huge amount of money uh, training them. Mm. Um, is it? Is it naive to suggest? Is there, you know, an old-fashioned sense of honour that you you stay and, and uh, in the country that that basically funded your training for a long period
1: of time? Well, doctors actually fund a very large part of their training themselves, and so do their families. Their families scrimped and saved to get them into. I know, accept that, accept
0: that, and well. I'm, and I'm not having. Uh, doctors do extraordinary work. I'm not having to go with them, but right. but the, the state the state funds them a multiple of that amount.
1: They do fund a lot of their undergrad training. And if you do it as graduate entry, uh, the costs fall much more to to doctors. And uh, and then as you work for years and years, you pay obviously a, a large amount of tax back to the state. And doctors want, I suppose, to look after their own families as well. It's simply not possible to live your life in your 40s and 50s with young kids growing up and going to school if you're working extremely long hours Mm. and you're never seeing your family. What's the point of that?
0: Okay. Uh, just before I let you go, story, I don't know if you saw the story in the Irish Times today. Uh, c- uh, frontline healthcare workers in hospices, private nursing homes and disability services yet to receive their coronavirus pandemic payment. Uh, I think all, nearly all workers directly employed by the HSE have been paid. Uh, have you seen that story? Does it surprise you? Is it, is it part of the, 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 the trend you're talking about?
1: I think it it illustrates the difficulty in paying a large number of people from a whole variety of different payroll systems. Um, I'm sure it's very difficult to administer and we need big technology support to to do this. Um, Many companies, many large companies manage to pay their staff on time every month in different countries around the world, different tax systems. It's utterly bizarre that we haven't actually tackled this. Mm. At this I, we, stage. we think
0: we famously tried, was it PPARs I'm trying to remember, was that the system that cost a 100 million and never worked
1: yeah exactly But technology has moved on A lot since then yeah, And has, you know We have the presence Of big tech companies Here in this country
0: Okay Alright listen uh, Thanks for talking to us Dr Suzanne Crow Intensive care specialist At Crumlin's Children's Hospital President of the Medical Council Let us know what you think uh, Do you agree What Suzanne is saying Is Ireland a cold place For healthcare workers 5, 2, and 6 At a cost of 30 cent News Talk Breakfast With Kira Kelly And Shane Coleman In association with AIR Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.